1: Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events.
0: It's Curious City,
1: where we take your questions
0: about Chicago and the region and investigate, report, explore from WBEZ. Ahoy there! I'm Logan Jaffe, Curious City's multimedia producer,
1: and I'm Jesse Dukes, audio producer. We're answering a question from Paula de los Angeles, who lives in Chicago's Streeterville neighborhood.
0: Paula is from a smallish town in Connecticut. Went to college in another small town in California, and then moved to Chicago.
2: So this is the first time where I'm living in a big city, with a lot of tall buildings, night lights. And everything.
1: And she noticed something really big was missing.
2: I guess it's the first time where I've looked up and it's just not that easy to see the stars, you know.
1: Maybe you don't know. If you're not like Paula, if you didn't grow up in a smaller city or rural town, maybe you have no idea what you're missing.
0: You see, Chicago has some of the worst light pollution in the country glare from streetlights and the sprawl obscures the stars. Even in far-out suburbs, you can only see just a handful of stars, if you're lucky. So we asked astronomers and stargazers where Chicago's good stargazing spots are, you know, aside from the Adler Planetarium. And they all said the same thing. Nowhere. Womp. Except? You can see stars if you're in this one huge gaping dark spot. I had
2: no idea that it would be in the middle of Lake Michigan.
1: Which explains why Logan and I left the city's Orange Night Glow and went stargazing in a sailboat to give you a taste of what you are missing.
0: Paula came along for the ride, and so did this
3: guy. Larry Chupik, astronomer, Adler Planetarium. What we're doing right now uh, is we're actually trying to see how dark it gets as we go out into Lake Michigan away from the city lights. You want to be under a black sky to have the lowest light pollution.
1: We're gonna get going right off the bat go. here.
0: That's Aaron Olson. He was our skipper for the evening.
1: All right, and we're off.
2: So we are leaving Navy Pier on a sailboat, and it's an oh. amazing view of the city. We can there's see Venus,
3: guys. Millennium
2: Park, oh, yeah. and apparently there's Venus. Oh, yeah. Is that that very bright star, star, star out, out there?
3: We're wow. Oh, star. it's a planet. All right. Planet. So let's see what else we can see. Yeah. Saturn is just above that Cirrus cloud pack. Still only halfway. And below we're only the about the as far as,
1: say, Cicero is the from right the loop. But we're already seeing stars we c- couldn't see in Chicago. So, also,
3: here's the Big Dipper up here.
1: So, if we cut the engine now, it'll get very quiet.
2: This is crazy.
3: Wow. Listen to the quiet. <laughs>
2: it's very quiet out here right now. We can barely see anything of the city right now. Above us, we can see a lot of stars and constellations that we can definitely not see from our apartment. So how do you stargaze?
3: Well, if you find the Big Dipper, you can do star hopping. And you can star hop and follow the arc of the handle stars to Arcturus, And then you speed on to Spica. So Arcturus is another constellation. And Spica is...
1: So I'm just going to pause the tape for a second to say, Logan and I were only 11 miles out into the lake, and we could see hundreds of stars you can't see in Chicago.
0: But Chupik said he'd still only give this guy a B-minus, which ain't bad. Heck, it's better than the F he'd give to Chicago.
1: But I could see his point. We still didn't see the Milky Way, and I really wanted to see it.
0: And now back to our stargazing boat.
1: How far would we have to drive to get a sky this this good?
3: You'd have to drive more than 50 miles out of Chicago. And that may not even do it. So
0: Larry, you told us before that light pollution is getting worse. So what happens if that distance keeps getting further and further?
3: You'd end up with no more sky at all. It would all look like the Chicago sky. It's a whole kind of primal feeling when you see a very dark sky. If you see stars, you think about the wider universe and big questions come up like, where did I come from? Where did the universe come from? So it's almost a religious experience.
0: What happens if we just don't ask those questions anymore?
3: Wow.
2: That's deep.
3: I think humans are curious. I think curiosity and intelligence goes together. Weren't we all curious as children? Some of us lost that by just everyday life. So I think everyone needs to go to a dark sky once in a while. But the problem is the darkest sky sites around the world are getting light polluted as well. So,
0: Paula... When I first saw the question that you would ask, I was like, oh, that's a fun question.
1: And then um, we turned it into a bummer.
0: And then we turned it into a bummer. No, but did you, I guess, did you realize when you asked that question that this is becoming more and more of an endangered experience?
2: No, I really like the way that you phrase that it, it's an endangered experience. Like, I think it's a mix of feeling like you're with a lot of other people in the city, and that's that's a very human experience, but also being out in the middle of Lake Michigan, where you can see the night sky, that's also a very human experience. So I think kind of have to pick when you're in Chicago. It's too bad that we can't see the night sky and also be around technology
0: and a lot of lights, too.
3: I'm glad the motor started. Yeah.
0: So that's the choice we're left with in Chicago these days.
1: Mm-hmm. After we started the engines and headed back to the marina, I kept looking up at the sky. And all those stars we saw, they just disappeared as we got closer to the city. We saw hundreds, then dozens, then like five. All in an hour.
0: Yeah, and it's not like we didn't get an amazing view of the loop from the water. But we had to commandeer a sailboat to remind us that Chicago even has stars in the first place. And those stars are there all the time. It's just, every night... We hide them. Reporting for this story came from me, Logan Jaffe,
1: and me, Jesse Dukes.
0: We ended up on a sailboat to find the Chicago area's best stargazing spot. There are others, though, on land. We've listed them for you on our website, wbezorg curiosity.
1: We really had all hands on deck for this story. Thanks to first mate Paula de los Angeles, who gave us an excuse to go stargazing. Our skipper was Aaron Olson. And ship's astronomer was Larry Chupik from Chicago's Adler Planetarium.
0: The SS Curious City was christened by Jennifer Brandel, WBEZ, Air, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. The Curious City boat is kept afloat by the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism.
1: Hey there, it's Jesse again. Logan and I reported this story in 2015. And a couple of quick updates. Logan has left WBEZ, and she's now the engagement reporter at ProPublica, Illinois. Our question asker, Paula, got married and is now Paula Lewis de Los Angeles. Congratulations, Paula.
0: Next time on Curious City... Liz Hansen moved to Chicago from the East Coast and didn't know if she could live without an ocean shoreline. But she was pleasantly surprised. Got to the beach and I was like, this sand is so nice. I just didn't know that that nice of sand could exist in the Midwest. The nice feeling between her toes got her wondering. Maybe they trucked it in from Florida or something. Where our sand comes from and why we shouldn't take it for granted. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City.